Andrew Weil, MD, wrote, while aging is inevitable, there's no reason why advancing years must be associated with pain, disability, or mental decline. Hey, this is Leah Bales. Welcome to the We Are More Than Our Age special series of the Soul Big Life Show. This series is devoted to dispelling the toxic myth that the second half of life is a time of inevitable decline. And it is devoted to empowering all of us to live our second half of life as a time of expanding possibilities. Today's episode was originally aired on my We Are More radio show. Today, we're continuing our series of We Are More Than Our Age, and I am delighted to introduce my mentor and the founder of Amazing Women of Power Radio Network, Raven Blair Glover. Hey, Raven. Hey, Leah. I am so thrilled to be here on your brand new show. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. Thank you. Raven is known as the talk show maven and as the queen of interview marketing and conversion. And Raven recently received the 2017 Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award signed by Barack Obama. Woo, I love saying that. That's such a thrill. (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing it. (laughs) Raven is a former CNN and CBS radio correspondent a popular radio and live stream host and producer, as well as a three-time award-winning radio host and the founder of Positive Programming Network, Amazing Women of Power, where we are today. She now runs, yeah, here we are. She now runs this radio network, hosts many shows and teaches coaches, authors, business owners, and broadcasters how to market and grow their business, leveraging the power of interviews that will help them build authority, increase their credibility, and attract higher-paying clients by being the Oprah in their own niche. Raven has interviewed dozens of well-known celebrities and business icons, and I'm especially happy to have Raven join us today for the We Are More Than Our Age series because she began her radio journey at age 55. Her first interview show was on February 6, 2006, from the ICU of a hospital while waiting for her mom to recover. Wow. Welcome, Raven. So glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I'm just thrilled to be on We Are More show because a show because I really believe we are more. I want to make one slight correction at the beginning. Uh, what you said in my bio, and I did my journey did start at the hospital. Uh, it was February 6, 2006, that mother went into the hospital. I launched my show on April 23rd, the same year. At the time I went in the hospital, I'm sure we'll get into this later. I didn't even, oh, my mother went in the hospital. I didn't even have any inkling that I was going to start a show. So it was a few months after that. But yes, the the idea was planted right there in the ICU unit of the hospital. So I just want to make that correction, but Yay. I'm excited to be here. Well, and so this is your anniversary month, April. Yes, it is. And you know what? I have, I've got so much going on. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> I haven't actually even thought about it or what I'm going to do because I usually like to do something really exciting because it's such a, a, a special monumental moment each year 
that I continue to inspire people doing interviews and having my shows and helping others do the same, of course. So great. So 12 years of doing that and starting in what we usually think of as the second half of life. And that crazy mm -hmm. idea that we have in our culture that somewhere around 50, somewhere in there, we start diminishing. Our lives start constricting and contracting. And instead, you're a great example of people who expand in that second half of life. Oh, my goodness. You are so right. In fact, I always tell people my life began <laughs> and, and, and my baby boomer ages. That's when it really began um, to blossom. Okay. Or, you know, even to even see it beginning the process of moving forward, because I was stuck in the, oh, my goodness, I can't do it in the but world. You know, I, you know, I like to do it, but or I just can't do it. My self-esteem was so de destroyed because I come from a lot of emotional abuse, some of being, a, you know, child. And then, of course, you get used to it you know, hearing certain negative things and being treated a certain way, you end up being a young adult. And then, you know, before you know it, you're spending a lot of your life with a lot of regrets and your self-esteem is really low and, and beaten up. So that's where I was at that time. So, you know, everything turned around for me at that hospital. That was my defining moment. And I think it was mainly because I stepped out of the me thing, you know, me, me, me. And it became my mom. It became her being in the hospital, her being the matriarch of the family, her being there despite the fights we had, despite maybe, you know, I wish we would have had a closer relationship or she would have not been as strict with me, which, you know, was a lot of the reasons I began to withdraw and feel lesser than. And I honestly, she wanted better, but it just, you know, could have probably been handled different. But despite all that, it was mom. It was mom laying up there in the hospital, mom in the IC unit for not, not a few days, but for three weeks laying still, just still with tubes around her and me sleeping in the chairs, you know, and being there with her. And that's when this whole thing came. And I realized, you know, I had to be there for mom. You know, what if she would make it? You know, what would I do? Because I was only 55 years old, making $10 an hour, working 20 hours a week. You know, my sister was a couple years older than me, and she was making less than I did. So we depended on mom back and forth between failed marriages and failed jobs. And, and so as I watched her lay in the hospital, I was wondering, well, you know, well, is mom, you know, is she going to make it, number one? And did she live her life and do the things she wanted to do? Or was she always helping us out of one struggling, frustrating, disappointing situation to another? And, and, you know, there was no reason for that. She sent us to the best schools. We lived. You know, we were raised in a suburban area. She brought us the best clothes. So that's when I realized, you know, that my why for keeping on, my why for wanting to do better, my hungry for success all of a sudden was coming because mom was there and she needed me. And it was time for me to step up, show up and grow up and take responsibility to why I was in a situation I was when she had did the best she could. Wow. I love that, Raven. I love so many parts of what you just said. I love the part of you know, that what, somehow getting beyond yourself and being there for your mom in a way let you be more fully yourself than you ever had been. Yeah, it was all in me. It's all in me. It's just like what your show says, you know, we are more. It's there. You know, we have to be willing to put what's inside out of us. You know, that's when we make our breakthrough. That's when we blossom. 
You know, stop holding all that success that's meant to be, all that stuff that you got, that good stuff inside you. Let it go and let it flow. Despite what others may think, if it's not hurting anyone and if it's your gut and your heart and soul to do it, do it. Mm. And watching your mom and knowing she'd helped you so much, but also wondering, did she really do what she wanted to do? You know, here she is, you know, a few years older than you. And you can, we can imagine when we see our parents in that place, like, well, I'm going to be close to death sometime. You know, we don't know when it's going to be, but we ask, you ask that question. Did my mom do what she really wanted to do? And then that, yeah, yeah, you turn that towards yourself. Well, absolutely. See, when you, when you're looking at someone that's always, always seen as the strong force, you know, you never see them cry because my mother, you know, she, I'm sure she cried, Leah, but she never let us see it. You know, she always had this, this, this strong, ind- independent woman, even though she was married to my dad, you know, and, and she was the strong force. She was the matriarch of our entire family. And to see her so helpless, it broke my heart. I remember crying before I could even go into her room. And I'm sure many of the listeners have felt that when they've seen a loved one. And to be honest, you know, it made me feel really bad because I realized how much uh, we may have played a part with her having heart problems and being in the situation she was because she was carrying so much weight trying to be there for us grown-ass women now, okay, 55 and, and 57, that still needed to come and borrow money for groceries and all this stuff. And she had, you know, they owned a chain of restaurants. She bought us the best clothes. We lived in a suburban house. We had the best of the best. We went to the best schools. And there was no logical reason that we should have been in that situation. You know, none of us was on drugs or any of that. You know, we were all, you know, our mind was working and clicking. We were healthy. There was no reason for us to be there except for we didn't have enough, what I want to say, enough desire to do more. Yeah, that's perfect because we are more. We didn't realize that we were meant to live beyond just the moment in the day. You know what I mean? So many of us live for the moment and the day, and that's a good thing, you know, because I've learned to live for the moment and the day, but I've learned that I can be more than I even think I am each moment and each day. Mm, powerful. So you you said your heart was breaking. And in that breaking yeah. your heart, you had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You a had huge a- breakthrough. <laughs> and how did that, how did your show come about from that situation? From sitting there crying about what was going on with your mom and feeling bad? <laughs> I know. <laughs> how did your show grow out of that? You know what? It's really, really weird because as a, a kid, my mom them owned a chain of restaurants and there was a radio station that was like at the corner close to my mom's house, right? They're going to a couple blocks. And so I used to sneak to the radio station and the DJs would call my mom them because they were very popular. And, and they would say, Mr. And Mrs. Blair, your daughter's here at the station again. I was 13 years old. So I always had the dream and had the gift of gab and wanted to do you know, be on radio, but I thought it was to spin records. But uh, when I was in a chapel praying, that's when I, I, you know, I heard the voice inside me, it pretty much guide me and say, you know, you, you need to use the power of your voice and, you know, go out there and make money with your voice, change lives with your voice. 
I'd been in sales for, I don't know, at that time, maybe 15, 20 years. You know, I'd, you know, I'd done retail, I'd done sales on the phone. So I had, you know, I knew how to sell and it was just like, use the power of your voice. And then I got on a conference call because right before mother went into the hospital, my then husband and my daughter, they put me on, a, they paid a payment plan for me to take Alex Mendozian, the great Alex Mendozian's course um, called Teleseminar Secrets. And Alex did his call on Monday and I was on a, on a call at the hospital one Monday night. And you know what he said? And this is, this is truly how I got from where I was then to where I am now. He said that the quickest way to become an Inter- the quickest way to become an expert is to interview other experts. Mm-hmm. And in return, by you interviewing them, you would in return borrow success from what they have achieved. And you would begin to hook your wagon, meaning hook, hook your credibility and your exposure with what they already had because people didn't know me. People don't know you, but they know the Les Browns. They know the Jack Canfields. They know the Lisa Sassfish. They know the Montel Williams, Cherry Shepherd. I could go on and on. These are some of the people I've been able to interview that I never knew. And that changed my life. And it was perfect fit because remember, I used to sneak to the station as a 13-year-old. So the, the, the seed was already planted. I had spent years in sales. So I had became a great marketer, but listen, a better listener. And I was always a very inquisitive child, you know, so that played in the part too, you know, and, and a, a big dreamer. And mm. so from that, my mother slept. I remember sitting in the corner in the waiting room, waiting ward with lots of people. And I drew down a line of paper. Okay. I'm going to do a show. I went to talk. I'm going to do a show that's going to empower baby boomer women to go for their dreams and, and visions no matter what. And so I drew a line down the middle of the paper and I wrote down, what do I need to do on one side and where do I need to begin? And I just started brain dumping, just brain dumping everything. I ran around the hospital and I told the nurses, I'm going to start a show. I'm going to start a show and it's going to empower baby boomer women to go for their dreams no matter what. It's going to be called Women Power. And they got so hyped and excited because of my excitement they said, you know what? There's only one computer in this waiting room. What we're going to do is when our bosses leave around six or seven in the evening, since you spend the night, because I stayed there for three weeks, slept there, showered there, everything, my sister and I, they said, you can come behind our desk in that little room and you can do your research and use the computer as much as you like. Because I was always trying to get on there and Google how to do a podcast, how to invite people, how to do this, how to find guests. And all that stuff. And so when mother slept, I stay up to three, four, five in the morning. And April 23rd, just a few weeks later, a few months later, I launched my very first show from the kitchen table, doing many, many interviews right from the bathroom of my mom's room in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a great thing to think of. And look where you are now. That's so cool. So, Raven, what comes up for you when you hear the phrase, we are more than our age? Wow, what comes up for me is never doubt what you have inside of you and what you're meant to do just because of your age. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're a young kid or if you're like me. I'll be 67 next week, you know. 
So I'm very excited about that. And and we are more. There's so much more inside of you than you just being the daughter, the husband, the mom, the wife, the friend, you know, the employee, the business owner, the interviewer, the talk show host. There's so much more, you know, than that. And it's our responsibility to find out what that more is. We're all here for a reason and purpose. And what we do and what we are to people is an on the surface of what we think we are. Mm. But if we dig deep inside, take a moment and meditate, whatever it takes, to really tap into what you're feeling in your gut, your heart and soul. And surprisingly, many of you, many of the viewers, the listeners and, and people I know, Leah, They find that what they were thinking and dreaming about and wanting when they were kids is very much what they're doing now as coaches. We, a lot of us, how many of coaches listening in played school and you were the teachers? What are you doing now? You're teaching. Many of my hosts have told me before they knew my story and heard that at 13 years old, I was sneaking um, sneaking to the station. They have told me that they used to walk around with a, uh, a brush in her hand. You don't have the the, the hand the uh, handle of the brush, pretending like they had a microphone. You know, so a lot of times the things that we think of as a child. I mean, people that that love you know fire engines and stuff. What do you know? Oh my God, they're at the firehouse. You see, you see what I'm saying? So a lot of what we we are starts when we're little inside. That's that's a seed that's planted there, and it, it doesn't mean we're stuck there. Many of us go way beyond that. Many of us take a different turn, but a lot of times I found with my clients that they say, yeah, you know what? I used to love horses. I used to collect horses, and now I have a ranch with horses, you know? So just really tap inside because you are more, and guess what? Even when you get to the point that you feel like you've reached a level of success, you still are more. When I got that, when I was nominated to win the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award, first of all, I couldn't believe it when I got the email. I was in Hawaii and I just couldn't, I thought it was a joke. I didn't even answer and send them what they need for three weeks, <laughs> you know? And it was because I, number one, it was like, not me. Instead of me embracing that, wow, you Raven, what a surprise. This is something that you never expected. And saying we are more, it says that we can continue doing things and surprising ourselves with things that we didn't even think we had in us. I never thought people would nominate me for such a prestigious award, let alone be one of the winners to um, see it. And I keep that and the presidential pen by my desk to remind me that this isn't even it. You still got more to give. And what it has helped me to realize that Having that uh, that certificate or that award and being a recipient of the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award tells me you got to do more. This isn't it. Yeah, this is applauding me for what I've done, but there's so much more. And I think we got to just realize to never stop, never get to the point where you're like, okay, I did it because there's so much more. And maybe you're you're ready for you to retire, but maybe it's time for you to to give, be a great philanthropist, help other people that want to become where you are. Maybe it's time for you to finally, you know, write that book inside or or put that family tree together or whatever it is. 
there's something and we all are more. You just got to sit still. And I, I, I right. Because you were talking about being in the chapel and praying and you got your next step. And I think that we listen for the next step. We don't know what's all the way down the road, but if we follow in good faith that next step, like you're talking about, then more things open up. And such a beautiful way to tell us about it. Raven, what, what, is there a common belief about aging? There's so many negative beliefs about aging in our culture. Is there a common belief about aging you would like to be able to just demolish? Yeah, I think the common thing that people say, you know, I always tell people, hey, you know, some of you may look at me and say, yeah, you know, she's got it going on, but, you know, she's in her 60s. And I say, hey, baby, I'm just beginning. Life is just beginning for me. Look out. So don't ever uh, put any limitations on, on anyone because of their age. And, you know, the older we get, the more mature we get. I think uh, especially nowadays, life has changed so much. We get more hungry for things we want to accomplish. Yeah, nobody knows the day or the hour when our knock may come and say it's over. So my, when I talk to people and what I love to get on stages and, and share with people is don't wait to be great. Mm. Do it now and do it again. And do it again and do it again. And as my, my friend and great mentor, Les Brown, says, hey, it ain't over till it's over. So you're right. I love it. It is so great. So were there any thoughts or beliefs about aging that you had inside yourself that you needed to consciously change to be able to create this life of expansion and growth? Well, yeah, I had to get rid of the stinking thinking. <laughs> I had to get rid of the limitations I put on myself. I had to get rid of the self-doubt and the, the but, but I can't do this, but I don't have time. But what will so-and-so say? You know, I had to get rid of all that. And I had to get to the point where I could be free to be me, meaning free to be the person that I'm really meant to be free to be the person that's jumping inside the little kid that's been in there for 13 for all those years at the age of 13 that says hey i want to be on radio i want to be on the radio and then it happened when i slowed down i was forced forced to sit still and get beyond me and tap into a why that matters the why wasn't strong enough for me to make those moves, but seeing mama in that hospital, whoa, was my why ever big. So if you're not making big enough and the, and the listeners are not making big enough stretches, you know, they're not reaching those big goals, check your why. Maybe your why's been all about you and it's time to, you know, mm, let that go. You know, Raven, you are such a great example of how when someone decides that she's going to grow into the fullness of who she really is, she's going to get beyond the fears and beyond the butts and go for that, people all around you benefit. You know, your world has expanded in terms of the thousands and thousands of people you've touched through your shows and as your um, coaching clients and as the people like me that you brought onto your radio shows, you know, you, by stepping into yourself and expanding into this second half of your life, you have benefited so many people in the world. 
Thank you for saying that. That's what really matters is to take take our lessons and pass it on. Take the good, bad, and the ugly of our lessons and pass it on. Because I don't like to just be a mentor or coach to someone where I'm all, telling them all the good stuff. I want them to relate that I've been through the stuff and the storms and the trials and the tribulations too. You know, I like them to, for them to see what I've done right and what I've done wrong because we can learn from both of them. And you're so right. Never would I have thought any of the things that have happened to me have. I just, you know, I wish my mom and my dad were still here, but they're not. But, you know, my mother did live for six years after that. She was in a wheelchair, but she did live six years. And she was in my first book. She wrote poems, and I was able to put her and her picture in there, make her a published poet before she passed. She was able to hear my interview with some of her favorites, like Les Brown and 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 Jerry Shepard and, and Montel Williams. She loved Montel Williams and Lindsay Wagner from the from um, the Bonnet Woman. So she got to hear me do that, you know. And guess what she said? I never will forget. <laughs> you know, she had finally got well enough to where she was in her own room. And, and it was so funny. I was excited. I stayed home that night and I interviewed Les. And I came up to the hospital. I said, Mom, 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 I interviewed Les Brown. I interviewed Les Brown. You know, I said, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. So I put it on. This was back in the CD player days. And, you know, I seen her, you know, kind of light up and she kind of sat up. And then after the interview, I said, so what do you think, mom? And she said, didn't I whip your butt about going down to that station years ago? You still going to the station? <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> a, a true mom's answer, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so that was so funny. But I was glad to hear her joke. You know, that was that was a big point. But the point being is, you know, it was like there's so many surprises within us. This is the the, basically what I'm saying to you and your listeners, Leah, is there's so many prizes in us, you know, and just let them out. Be free to be yourself. Surprise yourself. Sometimes now I like to just say, you know, I just want to see what happens this month that's going to surprise me. <laughs> surprise me. Okay. Love and, and yeah, you know, I just want to see what surprises, good surprises now, that, that can happen, knowing that there's going to be some bad surprises too. But when you have a different outlook, that's why I said that stinking thinking, I had to get rid of that. When you flip your mindset and you get rid of that stinking thinking, you allow yourself to embrace the good, bad, and darn right ugly because it's all part of life and life happening. Uh, you can move on and you will surprise yourself. And for sure, you'll be exactly um what leah says you'll be finding out that you are more yes you are raven tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you to learn more about your good work oh yes i would definitely love to first of all invite the listeners to continue listening to leah uh heard your shows leah in fact you know i'll text you and say that was a good show you did great you sound awesome she always brings just the perfect guest for this message. And if you're listening to this, then you're saying to Leah and I, yes, you want more. And our station is all about that. We're all about making a difference and paying it forward. And so I just want people to get to know you and the other hosts. And you can click on founder and find out about me by going to amazingwomenofpower.com, amazingwomenofpower.com. And listen, if you have an iPhone or an app, Go to your app store and put in Amazing Women of Power 
and you'll be able to listen to us as, on the go. We're uh, also launching more into Facebook Live and, and into video. So, you know, we got the amazing women and men of, of power um, stationed on the web TV now. So we're going to be part of that and be highlighting people like Leah and their message. If you want to have your own show, contact me. Hit that contact button. Or if you just want to be empowered or inspired and I can help you in any way to make your day better, please don't hesitate to connect with me and just go to AmazingWomenOfPower.com and click on contact us and I'll make sure I connect with you. Be sure to leave your phone number because I'm definitely a person that's all about the power of your voice and the power of connecting with you through voice. And I'm more likely to call you than to write you for sure. Thank you so much, Raven, for your wisdom and your inspiration and your fabulous spirit. And let's all remember to take Raven's words to heart and surprise yourself this week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Soul Big Life Show. If you liked this episode, please take a minute to give it a great review wherever you get your podcasts. And for more resources, inspiration, and fun gifts to help you create a life that delights your soul, go to soulbiglife.com. That's www.soulbiglife.com. See you next time.